The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is it. This is the final day. This is the final day. For the sale price for Maps Prime. That's our new Maps program. Do not miss the sale. Do not miss the free t-shirt. I don't know how many people always message us you after the fact. You are going to be sad. This is it. You got yeah. 24 hours when this airs to get the free t-shirt to get the sale price on Prime. Now, don't forget, Maps Prime is the only program that helps you design your own priming program before your workout. It will make any workout more effective. So whatever your workout is now... Increase its effectiveness by applying. We want to optimize you. Maps Prime, and there's there's a tool within Maps Prime that helps you individualize it. It's the only program we know that exists that does this, and it does it very effectively. It's on sale. Today's the last day. Look for it at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Out in our gym right now, it's it's colder than a snowman's dick. Mm. It is freezing. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say a witch, Sasquatch's uh, taint. I was gonna say a, w- a witch's tit in a brass bra. Yeah, that's a right. What a witch's tit in a brass bra. I messed it up. Should have been yeti. The, it's so it's colder saying. than a witch's tit in a brass bra. Why a brass bra? Uh, brass mm. and cold. I think it just holds cold better. It you does? should know that. Well, brass science brass guy, bra? huh? Yeah, doesn't brass hold? Doesn't brass hold cold water? It's it, metal. It cold? <laughs> it's a metal. Well, oh. check it. Well, did I just science you and you didn't even know? I, I don't think you science. I, I think I just. I don't think you know. I do know. <laughs> it's been a saying forever. There's obvious. There's an obvious reason why they put in a brass bra, and not a steel bra, I'm or not, sure it's and not, not a glass bra. I'm pretty sure it's not science based. Like brass. a witch's a witch's tit. Like you got brass balls. <laughs> like Does why that mean they're really cold? Why would a witch have a a cold? breast well because she's a, a witch. witch is cold she's cold-blooded so she's already a cold person cold and then if she has a brass bra like it's even colder i think no, you should look like, this. i think you just got just science then you don't want to admit it I got si- <laughs> just say it like that Did makes you- it sound bad <laughs> you got science like hey babe yesterday i totally science somebody <laughs> yeah i'm trying to go I'm along so this smart, baby. i get lost <laughs> i'm so smart i science people somebody needs to google Brass and cold. Let's. I'm gonna Google it right now. Brass monkey. Sh- any that funky monkey. Any, op- any opportunity to it science is. Sal here? Yeah. We've got our, we've got our little science to Sal. Let's see. I can get out science easily. My science in my uh, brass monkey. My no- my knowledge is super random and sporadic. It's not no. focused and perfect planned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's completely sporadic. The phrase. Well, here's a phrase I didn't even know That's was a phrase. Structure sentence. Is that where brass monkey came from? Wow, this is the, this is I'm learning something. I always new. thought Brass Monkey was like the vagina. Is that what is that thought? what they're singing about in that song? No, man, it's a drink. That funky monkey. Yeah, like it's a bad one. No, it says in some English speaking oh, parts of the it? world, the phrase Brass Monkey is used to describe cold weather. But where where did it come from? Oh wow, this is excellent. Oh, Freezing these, the balls off the brass facts. monkey. A, a navy, oh. It's a navy phrase. Freezing the bra- the balls off a of brass monkey. See, that makes sense hmm. because if you literally had to freeze balls off of brass that'd be cold as fuck 
Yeah. Right about as cold as it is in our gym. So I the, see. It all makes sense here, now. Here's uh, the, the piece of alleged history explains that in the olden days of sailing ships, cannonballs were stacked on decks on brass plates called monkeys. The plates had indentations in, in them that held the balls on the bottoms of the stacks. Brass, however, expands and contracts with the temperature. And if it got cold enough, the cannonballs could fall, giving real foundation to the phrase cold enough to freeze the brass balls off of brass monkey. Off the balls of a brass monkey. That's, that's awesome. That's so much history in one go. Fucking do you, do you guys know so where? Great. Do you guys know where the term Snapple. shit? Do you guys know where the term shit comes from? No, tell us. Ship or shit? Shit. S H I T. So when they used to ship uh, poop because it's like you know what is that fertilizer? Yeah. They it was very dangerous if you shipped it low underneath the deck, like low in the ship, because Dude, the methane gas up. and stuff would come off the poop and would build up below deck because mm. it couldn't escape. And if someone lit something, you could literally blow up. blow up your fucking ship, right? So they would put on these big crates of poop, ship high in transport. Shit. Ah. And it became known as shit. I see. Is this true? I think. That sounds very logical. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Yeah. It does seem logical. You could probably Google that. It's hard to know when I say something. Somebody probably would made that well, up. Because you. You I'm convincing. You, yeah. no, you say it with authority. But yeah. I typically I, ha- I have a pretty good uh, bullshit mm. radar that I Shit. call you out on most of them. So when you, I can smell it normally. No, actually, so far on the show... I think you've tried to call me out. Uh, uh, I see. Think, I wrote it down. I think this goes back. I wrote it down uh, uh, three times, and every sh- time you were wrong. Well, that's because uh, that's because Dad only airs the ones where he's, it's to keep you as the authority. He's like, oh, you know what? We don't want to put that out there. We don't want <laughs> Sal is the authority here. Why we do you wanna... call Doug Dad? That's weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> is there something going on that I don't know about? No, it's, no. he's like Dad, dude. He's the one who uh, keeps all of us in line over yeah. here. Papa. we know how much you start to. We give him the credit cards. Get out of control. That way. Well, yeah, and Dad does. Have a, you know, if let's be honest, we wouldn't get paid every month if it wasn't for dad. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, we wouldn't get paid. We wouldn't know uh, what we're doing over here. No. The only thing that we do well we still is still don't know what we're doing. Get, no. That's the get on here and talk on microphone. I feel like it's kind of the situation we have those toddler leashes. Yeah, you know, like we're all like Doug just has control of the leashes. Yeah, we're just ah, running all in different places. You know what it, it makes me think of? Uh, what was that movie back in the day? Did you guys ever watch Beastmaster? Yeah. Do you remember that fucking yeah, movie? No, no. What is he that? He had like a falcon. Yeah, dude. Like so, be, up on so, so listen, if you've, if, if listeners, if you've oh, never so, seen. Oh, that's great. If you've great never reference. seen uh, this movie, it's fucking awesome. It is like sci-fi mythology mixed. Oh, it's, it's like. It's fucking beautiful. It's, it's totally iconic for the era. Because remember that era they would do like comic books and it was like this guy wearing like a loincloth with a sword and chicks hugging him, but it's also in the future at the same time. So there's like yeah. spaceships too. Heavy it was metal, weird. I think was yeah, heavy, yeah. So that was Beastmaster. It was like this weird dystopian like future or whatever. And he's like, he could talk to the animals and shit. And he's real muscular. Wait, looking I dude. missed all of this. When was this? This was one of the greatest movies Are of our childhood. Serious? It was, Oh, 80s. It was oh. one of the greatest movies of our childhood. It was kind of like Jason, the Argonauts kind of. God damn. That movie's right? awesome too. You know what I'm saying? God damn it, Justin. Yeah. Uh. I want to date you now, not I Adam. Know, I see. So, so the Beastmaster in that you in lost that, sight of uh, what was hot in that movie. They had like this this Meat. this weird like creature that with this like it was a human, but they had this mask on, and they put this like slug in his ear that drove him crazy. And then they'd let them loose, and it was like they were on a leash, and it'd be like this crazy ah, and then they let him go, and that's what it made me think of. Like Doug is holding us, like we're crazy yeah. monsters. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that was a very I, long. I kind of yeah, but I kind of remember that. I'm trying that. to remember who who any actor. Do you remember the chick in there in the Beastmaster? I'm trying to. Like, she had the picture. She had like the blue eyes. Oh yeah. yeah oh my yeah, god, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to fuck. She was great. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was, I, was like, I was like ten. Yeah. Wow. I was like, I, want, I can imagine. But I mean, you being a boy like that, you're just. Like, yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, for what I knew, fucking was like, I just wanted like, like hold, like make out with you really hard. Yeah, like kiss her, smash my face on you. Yeah. That's I want to do that. So bad. That, and then you know what else reminds me of uh, uh, Fast Times Richmont High, dude. That's a great movie. Oh, That's yeah, great. Movie. But it's way different than Beastmaster. The yeah. guy, <laughs> the guy gets yeah, caught. Yeah, you took a left right there because that I've seen. I, oh, I, you're talking about the when she comes out of the yes. out of the pool. That's what we, I'll, I'm, I'm I'm referencing his you know fascination with Argu- smashing his arguably, face on somebody. Arguably, the, that was mine. The probably the most Uh-oh. commonly. Oh, careful where you go. Yeah, no, probably the most. I think they actually did a thing on this actually, as far as like scenes that young young boys masturbated to. I think that was like. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What the fuck no, are you I, I, I mean that's <laughs> obvious. I, I Google. Though. I Google weird shit. <laughs> I did. A what po- do what, seems do, way what too do young obvious. boys masturbate yeah. to? I, do, yeah, I did. Adam, one, Adam's picture. I was googling <laughs> vagina tattoos a while back, and I remember I did. Were a post. you really? <laughs> Saw some vagina great, tattoos? yeah, yeah, vagina tattoos. Some there's some really creative ones. Really? I posted Won't that hurt. I like, like a year ago, I posted one. Of do they the, do they like the tattoo the labia too or no? Every do they? There was this one. This I so I like posted this house, like well yeah, over a year ago like a on my Instagram, and it was like a guy's face and like the pubes were like his beard and his mustache and everything. <laughs> it was done really really well. Like you you actually had to like stare at the picture for a while to realize, oh my god, I'm looking at a vagina right now, but it looks Dude, like a, just a great like, hairy like tattoo. Comedy and like banging it just doesn't work dude. yeah no, you know no, what I mean like, no, yeah, I, don't, like I don't like you know that's just too much of I a wouldn't distraction re- I wouldn't recommend like it but shoot I mean, confetti I out of it hey yeah. baby <laughs> <laughs> you enjoying this like, like not really this you're is like, weird that's, that's not sexy baby yeah exactly I'm god sorry. you just reminded me of a story like a client boner kill a story a client told me one time I'll never forget I had this client that was dating a uh, trainer of mine and they had been dating for quite some time and she had been a long term client of mine and she was always trying to get me to like kind of coach him along because he was younger. She was she had like a good eight years on him. She's like, yeah, I don't know how to tell him that I don't like it when he pulls his dick out and he plays with it like it's a toy and he makes, <laughs> makes like, puppets. Uh, yes, he makes puppets, puppets, yeah. and he makes of course you know, he does. like sci-fi sounds and no. stuff. I don't give a fuck how young you are. That's, how do you not know that that's not good? Well, because I think the first time, like if you're if you're a guy who did it and the reaction you got maybe was laughing and giggling and funny, like yeah. So you do it again, right? Like that's you're like, a kid. You're reinforcing that. Hey, this you know, when I did this, she thought it was cute and funny, or what you think was cute and funny. When in reality, she was probably laughing at you. Yeah. So. I, I don't. I think he missed that. So that. he used to just play with his dick in front of her. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So he would like, you know, he pulled it out like when it's, it's time, right? It's just like, hey, here comes Mister. Got whatever. like a cape yeah, on, his, you know, Spike like, or whatever his name yeah. was. You know, what I'm saying like he named. Spike. It, you know, like, here comes Warty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys don't name your toad. don't name your dick and play with it in front of girls. Most of them don't like. Although I'm sure there's an exception to all. All rules here. I'm sure there's somebody who does, yeah. but I remember having that conversation. Was like, how do I tell this? I guy? call my dick Mr. Belvedere. Uh, don't play Mr. with your Belvedere. dick in front of your girl, <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. What? Do you guys remember that show? I love that show. I don't. Was, you put your ruining it for me if you named your yeah. dick after I didn't, it. I didn't name my dick. Does he feed you milk and cookies? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah right. Hey, hey, baby, what's the correlation? There? Hey, baby, guess who's coming out right now? Mr. Yeah. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Instant dry. <Your> childhood. <laughs> hey, how to get your <laughs> friend? How to get your? It's Mr. Rogers, he's gonna teach you a lesson. <laughs> Sit down, kids. Oh my god. Let's read a story. <laughs> how to get how to get reading your- rainbow. 
had it at your girlfriend's vagina and it becomes the, the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Reference what? Mr. Rogers or fucking Reading Rainbow. That's a definite for sure. What was the guy's name that was that I'm hosted think. that hosted that show? What know, Mr. Rogers? No, no, Reading no. Rainbow. Oh, that's. I was uh, trying to think. Of, I was going to be my. He did Star Wars too. You should know. I mean, Star Trek sunglasses. He was yeah. the Star Trek guy. How yeah. dare you just cross? Sorry, I know that. it's fucking same. I missed Damn one. It. I missed one yeah. word. Yeah. I was. I I recovered before he was you got that, me. that guy with the fucking visor. Right? Yeah. What was yeah. his name? I don't know. You know, I used to wear as a kid. I used to no, wear my didn't. my sister's no, ba- my banana clip and pretend like I was him. <laughs> you remember those banana clips that girls yeah. wore where they close yeah. they close with the teeth? I used yeah. to wear them over my eyes and pretend yes. like I was that guy. I don't know, I Captain Picard. Yeah, I can't remember what his name was. It's uh, I'm gonna find it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Star Trek. Come over here. Once I say, come it. over here. Let me oh, meet Lavar, you. Oh, Lavar Burton. There you are. Yes, Lavar Burton. Didn't he get in trouble for some stuff? Butterfly in your eye. Butterfly in so high. Whoa. Didn't you made it like Pearl Jam? Did I? Yeah, you did that. <laughs> didn't he get in trouble for something didn't him and Mr. Rogers get in trouble they always they, please you know, tell me it wasn't in like a porn theater I know I feel like, like my they, other you know childhood those two guys I think one of them either one of them or both of them have been in trouble with stuff I, that got big news later on I think on. he just died that's all him and Bill Cosby, all so? of them do bad things. Yeah, I think God. Did, I no, think, I think if you're on PBS for a really long time, it fucks you up. So then later on in life, you just got to be this that's total why I don't twisted trust these fuck. People that don't swear. I've I mentioned this before. Do you know that was probably one of the most intelligent things I ever heard you say? I was what? like, when it, Justin said that the other day, talking to was it Dr. Andrew Hill when you said that, or yeah. who, you just said it recently. So I don't know if this is aired yet. Doug uh-huh. hates when I do that. Yeah. But I think in that, an upcoming episode, you don't know when it's coming. <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> it may be kept in the hopper for six months before yeah. we release it. <laughs> This is how we. This is how we keep people listening, right? Like, I know he's going to reference that sooner or later. No, uh, when Justin said that, I, you know, I thought about it. Like, that is so true. Somebody who is so careful about what they say, it's like, how many times did you rehearse Serial that? Killers. Yeah, how many times did you rehearse that in your head because you were so concerned how people would receive it versus the guy who says shit that just flies off the handle and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I know who this guy. That is. slightly offended me, but I do believe that he is saying everything that is in his brain right now and not filtering any of it. So I feel like I can trust that. Like, exactly. see, I th- that's why I th- I'm so jealous of comedians because it's like they can get away with just living a regular life and do whatever the fuck they want. Like yeah. if you if your persona. And you know who you're identified with is always this like super proper person. Mm-hmm. You imagine in the real world, you're like shit. Oh my god, he said shit. Ah. He said shit. I See, that's why we're cool. What will the people say? <laughs> like we give a shit. You did. You, you always do. It's like a cross yeah. between your old person voice and your a woman. I don't know. It's just my go-to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh God, bird, save us! Please save us. Speak English. It's the <laughs> English piece. Today's Quaz is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking Quaz. The eagle has landed. All right. First up is Nicole and Marie. I believe that's what underscore fit. Is that right? Yeah. Is it, okay. Nicole Sorry. and Marie underscore fit. Got is it. that Sal's writing? Because I see like there's letters missing in half the words. Let's, yeah. Uh, raise, okay. Who has it's worse? All, it's all like who has capital, worse hand, capital letters. Who has worse like handwriting, me or, or Justin? It's uh, a very close tie. It can't be. I fucking mine's way worse. I don't know. No way. I think yours is prettier. Because like I said, like I do like. You know, lowercase and you know, uppercase. So right? I you so, do all uppercase. Do you know why I write in all uppercase? Did I ever tell you guys why? Why? So I actually had a teacher of that bullshit in fifth fucking grade 
the teacher finally gave up on making me try to, you know, and trying to help me write legibly. So he, <laughs> so he told me, Sal, just write all in uppercase, uh, upper uppercase, and just make the the lowercase ones a little smaller. And that's the way I wrote from then on. So now you can read it. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fifth grade teacher just giving up. He's like, fuck it, there's no hope for this kid. <laughs> just, listen, just, kid. just write big letters and draw pictures. Someone Do you know what a typewriter is? <laughs> <laughs> fucking use it. All right, well, I think it's Nicole Anne-Marie Fit is asking, how do you get more intrinsically motivated? I'll tell you why I like this question. Because Other than the, that you picked it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I like about it. I that's bet. Great. Next question. <laughs> I, like, I like it because... I would say the number one problem with uh, fitness in uh, America is the the wow, motivation factor. Bold statement. Okay, it's the motivation factor. I, I can get behind that. One hundred percent. It's a, it's about how do I get motivated? How do I stay motivated? It's adherence to a program. It's consistency. It's lack of those things. Yeah. And people, uh, most people, have a tough time doing it on a regular basis and not stopping for long periods of time. <laughs> I would I would have to say the vast majority, probably nine out of ten people <clears throat> who contact me for training or for help, worked out at some point but stopped at some point. You know, I very rarely do I get someone who's like, "Oh, I've been working out consistently for you know ten years or whatever, um, and I need your help, personal training." Right? Or people who come in to, to buy a membership at the gym, like most of them hadn't worked out for years or, or lost motivation. A good chunk of people have gym memberships. They don't even use them. That's that's a big one. That's one of the reasons why your gym can charge 20-something bucks a month for you to work out in their gym. It's because most people don't use the gym, and, and that's why they can do that. Otherwise, their gyms will be super packed, and the price of your membership would quadruple, if not more. Um, the key with motivation, it, it's quite an individual thing, but one thing that I found is you have to kind of change the way you view what you're doing when you're going to the gym or when you're exercising. And uh, let me give you an example with something that's not related to to exercise. There was a, this was a huge uh, learning experience for me years ago. I was in the car with my kids and at the time my wife, and we were driving to I believe I think it was Disneyland. So it's a long drive. We hit nasty traffic, and the kids are in the back playing, but they're loud as hell because kids are loud. And I'm sitting in the car, and I want to rip my steering wheel off my car <laughs> and murder everybody in the car. <laughs> um, this, this sounds okay. like this sounds like a good definition. Well, of Well, I mean, you just get fr- you just any, every parent knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Like you absolutely. just like I just I literally want to destroy my car and it run just away. Builds up and, well, and start a new life. By I think myself. you gave me an analogy one time that 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 your definition of like true love for children, your child is like you'll never understand it until you have them because it's this feeling of like you want to kill them but you love them so but you don't because you love them so That's much. That's why you love them so yeah. much, right? Yeah. That's, that's why biologically we're, we're made to love them so much. Because otherwise you just give them back. Like, this is expensive and, can't do it. and takes too much time. I just want to go be a, by myself. So anyway, I'm in the car and I'm like so fucking pissed off. I'm in traffic. I've been driving for hours. Kids are loud in the back. I'm yelling at the kids. like keep it down. And then finally it hit me and I'm like, because I said this to myself under my breath, like I just want to fucking get there to my destination so I could be with my family. And then it dawned on me like I'm with my family right now. Yeah. Like I'm in the like what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm so pissed off because we need to get somewhere so we could be together. Right. And yet here we are together. 
And it was a shift in the way I viewed what I was doing. Destination focus. It it was stupid. Like I just shifted what I was, my mentality instantly at that moment. Like, holy fuck, I'm with them right now. And instantly I wasn't pissed. I wasn't frustrated. Yeah. And I just started having fun with the kids in the car and just enjoyed myself. That's a great example. And that's what happens with exercise. When we view exercise as a punishment, when we view exercise as a, I don't like my body, I don't like the way I look, I'm going to change the way I look because I, I feel ugly, I feel fat, I feel inadequate, I feel insecure, whatever. When we view exercise as grinding work, when we view mm-hmm. uh, exercise as pain, then you're always going to have a motivation problem. Always. I don't give a shit who you are. You can be the most disciplined person in the world, mm-hmm. but if you view it as pain... It's going. There's going to come a time we're going to fall off the wagon because at some point you're going to feel like you're not like you're worth more than pain. At some point you're going to say, "Why am I doing this? I fucking hate doing this. I like doing this thing over here more because it's not pain." Oh, that's everything. Addressing that the fact that it's a negative connotation for you, like just knowing that, you, like like you said, like I'm doing this to punish myself. I'm doing this for that reason, or I have to do this to maintain what I have, or. Uh, it just becomes this weird, like negative process where if you can just like, you can, you can focus on something else too, that maybe it's a new skill or it's a new, or or I'm just trying to help my body improve the way it moves and alleviate pain. Or, you know, there's just so many different directions that will, that will open up the process again for you that, that will motivate you in a positive way. And I think that finding that is, is really the key uh, to being motivated. Dude, if you can learn to enjoy the process, that's your focus right now. Yeah. Your focus right now is not to lose 30 pounds. Your focus right now is not to change the way you look. Your focus right now is not to punish yourself for that super burrito you ate yesterday or whatever. Your focus should be to learn how to enjoy what you're doing. If that means you got to change what you're fucking doing for something that's less effective, so be it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The less effective done thing that's done consistently, Frequency it's going to be more effective. Wins every time. It's going to be exact. It's going to be more effective. So learn to enjoy what you're doing and under and so go. It's me. It's me time. I'm going to the gym. Just fucking God. I got to get away from this bullshit. I'm going to go there for an hour and I'm just going to fucking put on my headphones, listen to Mind Pump, listen yeah. to music, do my thing, just enjoy myself. Or I'm going to go with my friend. Or I'm going to go say hi to people. I'm going to talk a little bit. Fine. I'm not hammering my ass in the gym, but at least I'm moving and I'm here. Learn to enjoy it, and I promise the motivation will never be a problem. You know, it's interesting. I was just talking to my wife about this because she just got back into the gym and you've been taking her through maps, and she's really learning her body even more and going through the process of that. Meanwhile, there's this one girl in the gym that she just keeps talking to me about and is always like highlighting the fact that, you know, like she's projecting her insecurities out on her because, like, you know, she's obviously like a competitor and like a bikini model or whatever. And, uh, you know, just kind of like breaking it down. I'm like, look, she's, she's here like three, four times a day (laughs) and guaranteed that like, she's like, what she's doing isn't as effective because you have to maximize like the amount of time that you have allotted to even be here right now. But the fact that she can just come in here like, like every single day, like she's winning. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you have to just realize that that's like that's half the battle. That's half the battle. So whatever it takes for you to just come here, you know, stretch, whatever, get motivated. Like you're going to start that process of getting to that point. I have a question for you guys. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and it, it ties into this. We did an episode just recently where we talked about um, are you are you as fit as you think you are, or something like that, right? And we we discussed about athletes and 
how athletes tend to be uh, some of the most out of shape or deconditioned people in other other facets than just the way they look. Just or unbalanced. Yeah, unbalanced. Right. right. I would be. I would go even further and venture to say that a good majority of clients that I've had that struggle with uh, in, in, mo- get, uh, intrinsically motivating themselves are ex athletes because they connect health and fitness or being fit to how they were beating their body up or how much time they were spending totally. working out when they were in their early teens and 20s. And so now that now that I have them in their 40 something years old or older and they're going like, I just I know what it takes right in their head. They're going, I know what it takes to get there. And I just don't have the time. Right? God, I don't want to work. I remember double days in football. Oh, my God. I remember sprints in basketball. Oh, my God. I remember weightlifting every day and to, just to look a certain way. And like and in their head, they've already quit before they even started because they, they're still connecting fitness to this sport training that they did when they were younger and they don't realize that it doesn't need to be that intense and that crazy and it's an external motivation if i if i'm if i'm motivated to to train because i'm playing a sport because i'm going to win some games and i'm going to compete that's my motivation what are you going to do when you don't have that sport they don't have that, right? They're not competing anymore. Therefore, they lack motivation. Well, this is why a lot of these same people, too, are tend to lean towards all these tough mutters and marathon, these marathon yes. races because they they have found that, okay, well, maybe I'm not training exactly how I trained as an athlete before, but they've just now transitioned that same addiction to exercise to another one where they have to have this race that they compete for and they have to prepare for it to get in shape. And then if they're not preparing for a, sh- a, sh- uh, a race, they're way out of shape. Their nutrition is way out of whack. Their consistency is way out of whack. And then they have to sign up for another race in order to get back into the condition they like. Like this is an unhealthy relationship that you are connecting with health and fitness. Like that is not the ideal. Now, is it better than the person who sits on the couch and eats Cheetos all day long and doesn't move? Well, absolutely. We're not, it's, but this is about you and your journey and continue to always progress that. So part of that takes reflecting on, okay, what does motivate me right now? Or what do I feel I need to do to be healthy or to be in shape? And it doesn't always have to be this, like, you don't have to be like, be, that's why I talk out so much about beast mode and do it doesn't mean that I don't go beast mode. It doesn't mean I don't train hard every once in a while. It just mean, it just means that I don't like sending that message to the majority of people because it yeah. does not have to be that way to enjoy a health and a healthy and fit well, life. I know both exists, you know, that's a win for us. Right. Like, you know, most people just don't know that you, you don't have to train that hard, you know, to get the kind of results you're seeking. So I think that's, it's just, it's just good to be able to kind of like step out of that always being the go-to, like I got to hammer myself. I got to get to a place where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going balls to the wall and that's how I'm going to be able to get well, I'll these give, kind of results. I'll give you another example that helps me too, like in a situation like this, cause don't get, don't for one minute think that I don't get demotivated or, you know, let's say I haven't been in the gym for a few days and I'm just it's cold weather and I've just been traveling a lot and I just don't feel like getting in the gym and just wrecking myself or training really hard even. So, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the gym and maybe I'm going to do a lot of stretching and a lot of mobility work and just work on some of my imbalances. Like we all have so much going on that we can be bettering ourselves. And maybe that means meditation. Maybe that means reading. Maybe that means being grounded and going out and walking barefoot and just working on movement patterns. Like it all to progress, to progress in this health and journey chase, like it doesn't always have to be like this program. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even though we have, even though we, we talk about maps in our program, it doesn't mean that like, oh my God, like you can't detour from that for a second and actually work on your mental health. You know, there's so many other aspects of bettering you that it doesn't have to be this intense workout 
to, to continue to move. And I tell you what, like if you go in like on a day like that where you're like, fuck, I just don't even feel like going, but then you go and you do something a little bit more restorative or something that's more mental or something that's going to benefit you in another aspect, watch how you feel afterwards and then watch your motivation to go and, and progress somewhere else the next day. And, like, and, and, look, and here's the other thing you want to consider. Like if you go in to the gym and your motivation are goals, you have goals. That's what motivates you. My goal is to lose weight. My goal is to get stronger. My goal is to improve. What happens when you hit that goal? You got to think about that for a second because fitness is lifelong, mm-hmm. right? You want to be active forever. You well, that's the problem right with forever. the races. That's the right. problem with people that have the right. mentality of the races. Like right. when what, it's over, like what the fuck do you that's do? That's what I'm saying. That's why you have to enjoy the process. Like sometimes not worrying about goals is great. Like I'm just going to the gym because I like it. Yeah. I'm, I, and that's what I mean by learn to enjoy the process. And yes, it is a mental, it is something you yeah, can you switch in your like mind. It, so yeah, you have to You can switch it in your mind. Look, I hated washing dishes. Fucking hated washing dishes. I wouldn't wash a dish for shit. I'd be like, you're doing that. I'm not touching that. And at some point I said, okay, I need to help yeah. with this process. So I literally switched the mental switch and said, okay, now I'm going to enjoy washing dishes. So what do I do? I put my headphones on, listen to music, Thank listen you. to podcasting. To, I can't yeah. do it without music. Though. And you know what? I look forward to it now. Yeah. I look forward to washing dishes because I get to listen to something and it's like my time, right? It's me time. Like yeah. learn how to enjoy the process and the motivation will be there and the results will be there. I promise you. Well, this is what That's got to be the ultimate goal. That's this what, is, learn how to enjoy it. This is what I love so much about Prime. I mean, this is why I was so excited about this program because this is a lot of like, sometimes my entire workout of that day will be, look like a Prime session. It literally yeah. will be that because I'm, I, I don't have the motivation to maybe go through phase three of maps black at the time, but I want to go in the gym and I want to, I want to, I want to better myself. So I'm going to like prime and do fortification sessions and I'm going to do things that are going to b- benefit my overall posture. And then maybe if I feel great after I do that, I might just work on some of my kettlebell movements, mm-hmm. you know, or I might just perfect my squat for a day. The entire day I'm going to squat and I'm going to just get work on all the movements that are going to help me perform my squat better. It, it's not it's not going to be about how heavy I go. It's not going to be about, uh, you know, how many sets or reps I do. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do all these movements to try and prime my body to try and imp- uh, improve my squat. And that's going to be my workout for the day. It's okay yeah. to have these days. Yeah. But it's at o- the end of the day, well, you it's love- important for you to have those days. Yes. Let's be honest, because if you don't have those days, you're not addressing all these like dormant muscle groups that you're not getting activity. And guess what? When you're always doing the same pattern, you get only you get so far with that one pattern. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start to really think of this as a, as a, as a comprehensive whole, and this is something that, you know, it does, it's not linear, you know, like my, my progress through trying to get more strength, it's not just me adding load and then, you know, backing off of load, adding load, backing off of load. There are a lot of contributing factors that you have to consider with the human body. And, you know, even just going through that and getting getting heavier weights, how are you stabilizing that weight? How do your joints feel, you know, putting on that kind of load? Like how have you even thought about how you're gonna like like help strengthen your joints to be able to support that? Or are you just gonna like put band-aids all over your body to to support yourself to be able to to, to handle that kind of strength? So you know, like if you're not even thinking in those terms, you're just like you're just two dimensional. You need to be three dimensional. Yeah. Agree. Next up, our strength, Shelton. What's a great way to loosen psoas from injury or imbalance? The the loosen psoas. Uh, you gonna loosen, fix that first? Yeah, the psoas muscles. The elusive uh, and responsible for most back pain in gyms, psoas muscle. 
This is an interesting one. You know, um, psoas is a hip flexor. It attaches. It's an interesting muscle. It's a deep muscle, um, and it kind of it attaches at the femur, and it go, kind of goes through the body and then attaches at your lower back. If this muscle gets uh, overworked or tight or inflamed, me- most times the pain and inflammation will be at the lower back attachment, not at the hip, and you'll see people with low back pain. So many, many times, I remember as a trainer, before I really understood this muscle, people would come in with low back pain, and I didn't understand that the the problem came from a hip flexor mm. because I always thought the hip flexor, and I always think the I hip. would I would argue eighty percent of the time it's related to that. Oh, most time, most every time a client has ever came to me with low back issues, and they can't like give me a scenario where I got in a car accident and I broke my spine or I had something like something like that happened Some to them. Trauma, yeah, yeah, like where it's just I have low back pain or it bothers me. It, eighty to ninety percent of the time, it's related to. And this. so, like any muscle in the body, if this if any muscle in your body is doing more work than it should. If it's stabilizing more than it should, or or constantly staying slightly toned or or, or flexed because it's doing more work than it should, eventually it's going to build up uh, inflammation and damage, mm-hmm. and that causes pain. And so, so as is just one of those muscles that it tends to get overworked in today's society because we're always in the seated position, posture, yeah. yeah. And it's you know it's shortened, there, and then when we stand and we try and walk, and then if you look at like core exercises. Like this is why one of the reasons why I hate besides yes. the fact that you can't separate upper and lower abs, one of the fucking reasons why I hate lower ab quote unquote exercises is because people have weak cores. Then they yeah. go to do you're just reinforcing the hip flexors. Yeah, they go do leg raises and yeah. in, in, which are which are heavy. You know, a leg raise done properly is difficult. Most people can't do a proper leg raise, even people who think they're strong. Well, especially they when can the, lift their legs. Especially when that part, right. okay, when you when you have an overactive psoas, your the lower abdominals are like to put to sleep, dude. Yeah. So yeah. and then you're acting to then you're asking to call upon those muscles to help you lift your legs up when they're still psoas when they're yeah. so already so used to using. The hip it's it's like the craziest thing ever. It's like um, taking something and doing a bicep curl, and then you're but you're really trying to contract the deltoids, you know, yeah. for somebody. It's like trying to make that connection when the body is so used. That's to... That's actually a great connection because yeah. the bicep, the way the bicep attaches, uh, you know, to the to the to the deltoid, and the bicep is involved in a little bit of. That's uh, why I gave that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a very good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you, Doctor. How, how would you lo- how would you loosen the psoas? Um, well, number one, if it's really tight, actually, you're accurate on that one, <laughs> Adam. Adam yeah. for once. Good job. That yeah. was very nice. Randy uh, points. You like, yeah, yeah, when you're uh, if it, if it's tight and you want to loosen it and kind of deactivate it, um, there's a kneeling uh, psoas stretch you could do. It looks like you. It looks like if you just finished a lunge and then you kind of you know drive the hips forward. When you do that, you want to take your hips and move them into a posterior pelvic tilt because if you go anterior and then you lean forward, you're not really stretching them too much. We yeah. put this on Mind Pump TV. We did. Yeah. We did, yeah. didn't we? I did it on Mind Pump TV. focus on that fact alone. Yeah, exactly. That was such a great video. And I remember, too, just taking that same exact approach and applying it to uh, you know, myself, my wife, and my clients and all that. Just really just focusing on emphasizing how to really activate your core and your abdominals and and suppress that that main signal that was there always that's that's, that's reinforcing your hip flexors to get involved it's mm-hmm. just like it's crazy it, it it makes when i was in the gym doing that same thing i just i looked around and i'm like oh my god like i was torched like really quick because i just don't train my abs very often mm-hmm. and then when i did you know i really use those concepts and then take that same concept into another exercise where i'm supersetting 
And then like, I am spent, I'm cash. And I look at these people next to me and they're doing those uh, leg lifts or they're doing like some kind of mm-hmm. like silly twisting move. And they're just, I know that they're not even connected yet. Yeah. yeah. A tight, tight psoas comes from, you know, you could have weak glutes, um, definitely a weak core. Uh, or at least a core that doesn't uh, that has a poor recruitment pattern. Yeah, I would say I would say almost always it's those two things for sure. Like we we didn't even really start to touch on the glutes because I mean, which I think is so important to talk about because if you have these overactive, so if the psoas is super tight, uh, another way you've heard us refer to that or people uh, in academia refer to it is it would be overactive, right? So it's constantly being uh, having to fire, right? It's tense or in a state of tonus, like I heard Sal say before. So you've got this going on well part of what's a tr- uh, contributing to that is <coughs> sleepy butt syndrome too is your glutes which are responsible for a lot of this hip hinging movement it's is the antagonist if it's weak yeah. hip, hip flexors are going to be on fire all the yeah, time yeah so whenever you you squat or you get up and you get down in and out of your car your your quads and hip flexors are taking over that that movement when in reality the primary mover should be the glutes and so getting reconnected and this is what like the butt builder guide was all about right so this is how when we created a guide for our mod for aesthetics we did this butt builder guide and the whole concept behind it was is to work on the neurologic uh neurological patterning that's going on uh to their glutes that most people have a poor connection if you have a hard time building a butt normally it's the first uh, issue is not the exercises you're doing that you're or not doing it's normally you have a poor recruitment pattern that we need to first address that and help you with that and then we go do these great exercises because if i just teach you the great exercises but we don't work on the, the the recruitment pattern, then you're just going to reestablish this poor recruitment pattern, which is what we see a majority of the time. So I know on Mind Pump TV, we did one, the exercise. We did the hip flexor deactivator. Yeah, we did the hip flexor deactivator. And then we did that one that you did. The, uh, the floor, right? The, the floor, floor one. The floor bridge where I put emphasis on you know the rotating of the pelvis, which I think... Mm-hmm. And you then know, there was that hip flexor, uh, the one where you had the band. Oh, that's that's the one you're talking about. That which, is, I was talking about that one too. But then there was a hip flexor deactivator that I did for core. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so there's three great videos yeah. on there that we did, um, all addressing this exact issue. So if you're somebody, it's super common. I mean, it's it's a super super <laughs> common issue. One of the easiest, one of the videos that we did, uh, and I'll just explain it very easily, is when you're doing a crunch. Uh, if you can activate your glutes and squeeze your glutes while doing the crunch, that'll help to get the psoas to relax a little bit so that you can work more of your core. Not a big muscle builder, but it'll definitely change the recruitment pattern so the psoas is not so dominant. Once you can change that, then back pain tends to go away. You've got better you know, better mobility um, in your squats and uh, you know, your deadlifts um, and most of your movements. But the psoas plays a very integral role in stabilizing your core, uh, but in most people, it's too dominant. So loosen it up with the static stretching and uh, help deactivate it by activating the glutes and working your core while the glutes are activated. I think you'll be on your way. This process is extremely important, though, to building to me because you this is like learning how to crawl before you walk and then run. Like you've got to do this before you start doing a lot of squatting, a lot of deadlifting, a lot of these other movements. Otherwise, you know, it's like my whole issue why I don't. And also, if you're if you're a runner and you have this issue, like th- which is very common with runners. I mean, you, it is like the most uphill battle as a trainer is taking somebody who does all these like marathons oh, or does these they races. They have to stop running. I yeah. Mean, they really, they, and here's the thing. Like when I take runners and they continue to run and I'm training them to- Oh God, it's like fucking- the Here's what happens like, to them. It's like pissing in the wind. Well, here's what happens is either A, like, Adam, like Adam says, 
they don't progress very much. Or B, if I'm really aggressive about it, their running starts to suffer because I'm changing their recruitment pattern. They're so used to running one way. They're so efficient at it. Now the running biomechanics start to change. And they, they start to get mad because, Sal, I can't run as well. And it's like, you have to learn how to run differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before we can Well, you know, good for better. you for even getting that far because I can't get that far. To me, it's just like there you running is so much in comparison to the one hour I have with you. It's like you're going you're gonna to beat me. You you're know what I'm saying? Win, yeah. I'm, trying to tre- I'm trying to retrain a pattern that you were totally not used to. You're going to go do the default program you know, three, five times a week for an hour plus time. Or run. Like, fuck, I can't win that rate. I can't win. You're going to beat me every time, and I'm not going to be able to really help you. Last word. <laughs> Sorry, I've been I get to, it. I've been yeah. wanting to do that. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> for a while. Last word. <laughs> for the skinny fat girls, best ways to boost immunity. Uh, so if we Eat take some out dirt, if we t- <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. If we take out the obvious, um, you know, eat right, exercise, and get good sleep, um, you're doing okay. Sleep is a big one. If you start to lose sleep. Mm-hmm. Or you don't get good sleep, uh, you will. They will notice. You will notice marked, um, you know, uh, probably you no know, issues with your immunity system. Actually, most of us have experienced that, right? Where we're oh, yeah. losing lots of sleep and we're tired, and it's like boom. Next thing you know, you get a cold. Keep in mind, you are exposed to viruses and bacteria every single day. Mm-hmm. So, it's not so much like don't get exposed to viruses and bacteria. Um, it's just your body does a good job of fighting them off all the time. And it's right. when your immune system starts to depress that you notice the issue. So if you get good sleep, eat right, you know, whole, whole natural foods, nutrient dense, you exercise properly, don't overexercise. Overtraining will make your immune system get depressed also. That's also the other times I'll get sick is when I'm working out too much. Um, then there's some other things you can do to boost immunity. Um, one of them we're finding is fasting. Yeah. They're finding fasting uh, has some incredible immune boosting effects. Now, initially, what happens when you're during your fast, especially a long fast, is all of your quote unquote older immune cells die off. Mm-hmm. It's like your body starts to um, you know prune uh, its immune system, and you kill off all these old immune cells. Then, when you refeed or you feed yourself, like you're done with your fast, your body rebuilds back rebuilds those immune ce- mm-hmm. cells. But they're new ones. They're young, healthy, strong ones. They're less likely mm-hmm. to become autoimmune. They're less like likely. 20 year old hard dick. Ex- yeah. Yeah. They're more likely to identify cancer. They're more likely to fight off viruses and bacteria. So fasting is an incredible technique to boosting the immunity. During the fast, not so much. It's after the fast that you see the boost in immunity. And then the second one, the second crazy tip is uh, cold and hot contrast. They're finding that when people do things like uh, go sauna to freezing cold or even just freezing cold, that boosts the immune system. And it's such a staple in some cultures. Yeah. I just watched a video uh, from the Ukraine where they take school children. Have you seen this video? They take school children as part of their curriculum. They put them in a sauna. And then the kids go out and jump and play in the snow while they're in their underwear. Just like, you think it's crazy to make kids do that, but then you think like, why wouldn't you? If, it, if you have the same benefits, it's super. It, bol- it really bolsters their immune system. I'm yeah. watching these kids roll around in the snow, and I'm like, it's oh my god, saying. that would kill me. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it, they adapt by getting strong immune systems. Yeah, it's interesting. So I would like to challenge something that we we talk a lot about on here, and and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this. So we, we speak so highly of um, intermittent fasting, right, and all the benefits because it's, I think it is, it's been a game changer for all of us, and we all utilize it as a tool on a pretty regular basis. 
But I've also noticed this. Um, I've I've gotten a lot of people where I've, I've t- been talking to them either on the forum or on my Instagram, and I'm like trying to help people out. And the, you know, they kind of if you've been listening to Mind Pump for a long time, I feel like there's a there's a, a plethora of of little hidden gems that we've given, and so they'll they'll like mm. list off like I do this, I do that, I do this. You're trying to like identify the things that are basically somebody would be like, oh, Mind Pump is this, right? Yeah. So you're talking about like so. A- camp we're in yeah and i and i feel like and so one of the common things i've sort of common themes i've noticed with people is when they talk about intermittent fasting they're like and i intermittent fast every day and there's something to be said about when you intermittent fast every single day versus intermittently putting it into your diet and your routine um and I, and I want to hear what you guys have to to say about this is mm-hmm. i feel like if you become somebody who just doesn't eat for those that 17 hour window like even though that's technically intermittent fasting, the body has to become very adaptive. Yeah, and it's going to lose some of its effect. Right. Yeah. I, I would think the the benefits, a lot of the benefits that we talk about as far as the growth hormone production and then the, the, the lowering of your insulin and blood pressure and all these great appetite, all these great things. If once you've been doing that for weeks on end, and if you're somebody who does it every single day, well, your body's gotten pretty efficient, and I think a lot of those initial huge benefits that you get from it are become diminished a little bit. Wouldn't you think so? Well, st- the studies show no. The studies show that you get continued longevity benefits from okay. Well, longevity, from, from, yeah, because so that's it's, it's, one of the benefits. Yes, yeah, I mean, no, you, you'll get you'll continue to get immune boosting benefits. You'll continue to get uh, insulin sensitivity. You do continue to get benefits if you fast um, consistently, regularly. But here's the thing. I think uh, you have to understand your body's – if you never fast and you go and you say, okay, I'm going to fast every single day, like you got to work your way up to it. But whatever you do and you get comfortable with – I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying anybody who's worked their way up to that and they, they've gotten very efficient at doing that, I, I would love to see the studies that you're talking about right now and I would love to debate oh, – yeah. I, would, I, love, I would love to debate that – it just like anything else with like our interrupting body, interrupting it a bit. It's yeah. just like it's, it's just like the same. Okay, you love to use the sun analogy, so let's use that one right now. But if see, you live in South Africa and you're getting sun all the time, eventually you don't just go black until you can't. You're you just get blacker, blacker, blacker. Eventually you get to a point where you kind of max out a little bit. And it's not saying that there's still not these benefits that are coming from the sun. I would argue the same thing would happen with intermittent, fist, uh, intermittent fasting. Is you would get these, <laughs> intermittent fasting. Ow! You would get these. <laughs> you, you would get all these benefits. <laughs> Uh, uh, at the very beginning, and I'm just not saying that the benefits the would not still continue. I would just think that the the uh, level of those benefits would diminish in comparison to somebody who intermittently puts in a routine. No different than if we talk about training. If you're somebody who, tra- so, we know that you know r- strength training has all these these benefits to it, right? Or uh, you know lifting in in a certain rep range or whatever adaptation we want to say we're focusing on. Those, those start to diminish after long periods of time you've been doing it. You can't tell me the same thing is not happening to somebody who intermittent fasts every single so, day for 17 hours, the same time, same window. So, the, t- so the, the term intermittent fasting simply means you fast and then you eat and then you fast and you eat. So it is intermittent fasting when you do it daily. From the medical standpoint and studies, that's what it means. It doesn't mean... I get that. It doesn't mean... Just you because you're just talking about meal timing, then, right. right, So, Adam? So, but, well, hold on. Well, no, so, I'm, so I'm saying, so if somebody eat, m- skips... Okay, if you, if you, like Sal said, technically by the book, if you don't eat for 17 hours straight, you are technically intermittent fasting. If you do that every single day, mm-hmm. the benefits of all the things that we talk about from intermittent fasting, the, the amount has to diminish, is what I'm saying. So so here's the, so here's the thing. Not that it, I, would have, I would have agreed to, with you before, and I've even said on the show before, for that fasting is a stress on the body until 
um, I started listening to the foremost experts on uh, on fasting. Right now, there's a lot, a lot of science, and there's a lot of money now going into studying the effects of fasting because they're now viewing it as a way to, uh, you know, augment uh, cancer treatment as a way to treat autoimmune disease. Um, and they're starting to, to to see like like incredible benefits. Like there's these incredible benefits that they're finding with fasting. And so there's lots of science going into it. And I've heard I was I've listened to a few of these scientists who are on the forefront talk about it. And one of them brought up the fact that a lot of people like uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, um, uh, what's his name, Dave Asprey. You know, we've said that fasting is a stress, and the body adapts to that stress. Mm-hmm. And he said no. He said, fasting, do not view, can you fast too long and can it stress your body? Yes. But it doesn't work the same way exercise does in the sense that you're throwing a stress at the body and the body tries to adapt and get stronger. Like a hormetic effect. He said it doesn't work that way. He says, that's not what's happening. And so, Hmm. and and I've since now looked it up, looked into that and listened to more. And these are the people who are on the forefront, right? What they're saying is that fasting is... It's not a stress on the body causing adaptation. Is It is a program. It is like a plan B for the body. Hmm. So you have your A program where if you have food all the time. So it really is fed, fasted state. Like that's two it. Different it is just a different state. Systems. And when you're in that state, your body works differently and there's certain benefits to it. Hmm. Uh, higher growth hormone levels, you know, uh, weaker, older cells dying. You still don't, just because uh, the primary reason, okay, so even if it's two different programming programs. Well, my point is the adaptation that you think you're getting from, because you're viewing it from, and I did the same thing, we're viewing it from, you know, a stress standpoint, like, okay, once that adaptations, you know, once that, once your body becomes acclimated, then you're not getting those adaptations to it anymore because now you become efficient at it, but we're viewing it from, we're viewing it wrong. If you view it from the stress standpoint, yes, that would make sense. But because it's just the state that your body's in, then none of those benefits change. It's just the way your body runs in a fastest state. So you're saying there's like an optimal pattern as far as like how you establish like, like those windows of when to operate in this one versus when to operate yes. in that one yes. long term. And yes. it gets more efficient. Yes. And, and this is, and you got to understand like there's such individual variances. It's weird to think of it like there's that. Very yeah, individual, yeah, so, it I, I, you know, so if you fast consistently and, and you start to yeah. notice uh, negatives, you know, like, like, like women, for example, have a tougher time fasting. If it, I've, I've had female clients who, who tried 24-hour fasting every day. That's how I would do it, right? And they right. said, like, well, I'm going to try that. Well, and they started, getting, would... they started getting stress responses. Like they started noticing okay. hormones, started getting affected, losing their hair. Like almost like if they were eating you know, too low a calories all the time. And so then I told them, no, we need to fast. Well, that, more, would, make, big, so, larger yeah, that space. would highlight that they would think it was a stress, but mm-hmm. it's because they went too long. Because it can stress the body. Because well, it can. Yes. If, if you well, especially if you're, 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 a, you're an average female, since we know that the average female gains weight on 1,500 plus calories. So most women have to stay at that number or lower to not lose, So which is already a malnutrition number. And then on top of that, you add fasting. Now you're really malnutrition yeah. for days on end. So but, I know, get that. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. But, but I when, still... It was breakthrough for me to hear it because when, I get, I, when he first said it, I get I, where you're going. I mean, yeah. it, it makes a lot of it well, makes a lot of sense. When they first said it, I remember thinking like, "Well, I always say it's as fuck. That's what it is, right?" And he, they're yeah. explaining, it. and I'm like, "No, it's just this different. It's a different state." But can you stress? Yeah, you can stress your body. Shit, if I fast too long, now what is too long? Boy, boy, it depends on the yeah. person. Like, if you're a really healthy 
fit individual. Fasting for longer periods of time is fine if you're older or you're not as healthy or your your metabolic you know function. I isn't just don't good. see though how you can't compare it to also of the body conserving and becoming efficient of these 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 consistent seventeen hour windows though too. Like you can't when you when we're messing with hormonal levels when we're messing with the body's ability to adapt and become efficient with how it utilizes a calorie. How can that? How can it not become efficient when I'm giving it the same window every single day, regardless if there's health benefits that continue on beyond that, as far as how our body utilizes energy and stuff and what's okay. going on with leptin and other, and other okay, hormones? Let me, let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. Your goal is to become efficient fasting. Mm-hmm. Your goal is not to remain mm-hmm. inefficient at fasting. Yeah. Unlike exercise, where if I do the same thing over and over again, you want to interrupt because you're trying to build. Yeah, it, that's yeah, different. Like your, if your I, muscle, like it, it, you're trying to overcome something. If that's supposed to you, become more efficient, you want to become efficient at fasting. Yeah. You want to be able to fast, and your body, boom, switch on ketosis, boom, get into fasted state. Hmm. If I'm inefficient at fasting, that's when I get the God, trouble. If that's the idea, then it then it would it would be advantageous for us to get to a point where we learn how to eat almost every other day versus eating every single day i think you could i think it would take time i think you'd have to be very healthy but from a longevity standpoint absolutely i i 100 guarantee you from a longevity standpoint doing it something like that i mean what you just said you just arbitrarily said every other day yeah of course i think consistently yes and what these experts are saying for longevity is some kind of a fast on a regular basis where maybe you skip breakfast and you don't eat till two. This makes and me want to give this makes me want to bring Dom back on. Yes. And, and, and then every once in a while. And then they say every once in a while, like once every three months or once every six months, have a long 48 or 72 hour fast. Mm-hmm. They're saying that you want to throw in much less frequently, but so to actually still do want it. an interrupter in there. Yes. Doug, can you look at the timestamp right now on this, this recording and actually do a side note that I want to go back to this. And then I also want to have Brianna reach out to Dom and I would love to get into this, this debate with him. I think this is a great, great conversation and a great one to invite him mm-hmm. back into. Will mm-hmm. do. Thank you. <laughs> let's get uh, some experts. Yeah. Let's get some experts on this. All right. Uh, next question is iron barbell training. Individual goals for 2017. Oh, well, there you go. Individual, uh, more. Well, awesome? we. I think he he said that we we address the 2017 goals for Mind Pump. What's our own personal? Yeah, what, where, where's everybody at personally? I'd like to hear where everybody's at right now. Well, let's start with Sal since Sal had this most shit going on this year. I think yeah. you probably had the heaviest 2016 oh, in all of us, right? I had a very, very. It was probably the most challenging um, year of my entire life. By will you far. Share, will you share that a little bit? Like I know, I know, I'm, I'm going to make you get a little personal, but I think that I think how you handle stuff like that and and very, very difficult. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I've gone through some tough times in my life, going through you know deaths of very you know very very close people to me and you know challenging times but nothing like what I just went through and it was you know I mean in a nutshell I went through a divorce and I had to leave well you know, let's be honest you're still going through it too still it's not, going through it's not it like it was a one one shot no thing. it doesn't work I mean obviously you know I, I, it's a transition right uh I had to you know I, I I left and you know had to get my own place and you know you start with a tiny little place and then now I'm moving into a bigger place and I'm incorporating my kids into you know being a part of it so I can we can do the whole you know dual custody <coughs> thing and organizing that and it's a very 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 tough stressful time especially when you're you know that the guilt starts to set in you you ask yourself am I doing the right thing for my kids and 
Um, you know, it's just it's just a it's a very it was a very very tough. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not crying. I just have a cold. <laughs> oh, it's a very man, very we tough. Got you. I know. It's a very very. It was a very very tough year, and there were some things I did to that helped. Uh, Mind pump was huge in that. Um, you guys were huge in helping me through that. I've taken more breaks than I've ever taken in my entire life. You know, like where I'll go on a vacation for you know three or four days or you know, check out. And, uh, I needed to do that as begrudgingly. Um, you know, I'm not a big vacation person, to be honest with you. I I think before last year, the most I would ever do would be like once every three years, but it was something that like I noticed I, it kept my sanity. And if I didn't do it, um, I just get overwhelmed with anxiety and that kind of stuff. And so I learned something about taking trips and not that I'm going to take them as frequently as I did this past year, but I'm going to make a priority to do at least one, a year it doesn't have to be very long, maybe a week, because I noticed uh, how, what an Im- impact it had on my on my mental state, on my spiritual state, and if I can do that during a period of time that's not as challenging, then I think it's going to make me that much better. You know, instead of just keeping me alive, it'll make me a better performer. You know, for work, a better father, a better partner to my girlfriend, like all those different things. So one of my goals is to make the time to do it just one trip a year. Um, and, and that's it just to do it just because it, 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 I noticed the benefit. The, the second thing is I'm really going to, because last year was so crazy for me as I didn't read nearly as much as I normally do, um, because of just all the stuff that was going on. And again, this year it's going to be like, I need to, I want to learn more. I want to start reading more. I want to start diving into, you know, other subjects of, uh, of passion of mine, um, I know it, it sparks good conversation on the show also. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to do it. But just because uh, learning is something for me that I've always had <clears throat> such a passion for. And last year, um, uh, you know, I just, I probably learned the least I ever have. Uh, you know, I still did my reading and stuff, but it wasn't like I normally do just because my mind wasn't there. Yeah, but do you find that maybe you, the, even though you felt like you learned the least as far as uh, from a you know, scientific standpoint, maybe it was the, the, the least you learned, but do you think maybe you learn more about yourself than oh, you yeah. ever have? And yeah. do you I just think, didn't have room. You're right. Yeah. Cause I had, there was a lot of personal learning. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, and I think we talk a lot about that on this show is that it, you know, it's not always about the, the physical attributes. Sometimes it's the, the mental and the personal growth and self-awareness and emotional intelligence that, uh, that is just as important. Do you think that, um, because of everything that you went through, do you think, or do you notice that it changed any of your physical goals? Like, do you think that your priorities, uh, for your training or your lifting, or do you think any of that has formed or taken a new life or changed in any way? Well, I had already, I had already been on a path of training towards more towards health and less towards performance and strength and aesthetics. That was a a trajectory that I I have been on for the last five or six years. It's a slow moving uh, trajectory, but uh, you know that's that was the direction I was going. Last year accelerated it uh, tremendously because it was what benefited me the most. Like I couldn't focus on at least if I did, if I went to the gym and just focused on strength and all these crazy goals, I would have it would have backfired. You know, mm-hmm. huge. Either a I would have disappointed myself, or b I would have hurt myself or gotten sick or yeah. it just wouldn't have been effective. So I went into the gym already understanding and already kind of going towards that way. But really placing like, this is why I'm here. I'm in the gym to feel good right now. I'm in the gym to get my mind right. I'm in the gym to feel better so that I can deal with these things that you know I'm dealing with right now. And it took me, like I did more this last year 
for that than I did in the previous five, even though it was always kind of going that direction. And now that's always my goal. Like, like my individual goals for fitness are to continue to cement those best practices when it comes to nutrition and exercise and movement and meditation and continue to reinforce that my goal is to feel better. My goal is longevity. My goal is to enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and of course, I always talk about this, but the byproduct has been I've my aesthetics have remained good. I've remained lean. Uh, my performance has remained good. All side effects of the ultimate goal, which is just to go in, feel good, take care of my body, nourish my body with food. Um, and, and that's going to continue to be my goal for 2017 from a, a fitness standpoint. So next. Hmm. What's you, dude? What's going on over there? Me. You have goals? <clears throat> no. Not really? I'm good. He wants to build his butt. You've accomplished all <laughs> yeah, of them. I've, I've accomplished I've everything. in the world. He wants to get a bigger ass. I like, I like hearing you guys talk about, too, how it's changed. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like uh, that, that part is big for us. Like, I think sharing where our goals are and what we're trying to do personally is one thing, yeah. but also how it's evolved. Um, you know, and a lot, I think a lot of that has to do with the show, right? I think... Uh, it's been such a such an amazing experience. Um, just being a, I'm so grateful for the platform that um, we are a part of and that we are on this together because I feel like it really promotes growth in so many different ways. Uh, not just physical, mental, everything. Like I think that uh, being around other men that are trying to push uh, push themselves that way just kind of carries over into ourself and. I think that for me, I, I just recently did a, a post uh, yesterday or the day before uh, where I, I took a picture. Of, oh, my, your, my favorite post you've ever done. Yeah. Did you like, I knew you would like yep, that. My yeah. favorite. <laughs> so You look so handsome. You know, I built my Instagram page well before Mind, Mind Pump Media, and it was totally built around, uh, you know, watching my transformation from fat to fit. And I used to do like shit at one time. I think I was doing daily you know, shirt off pictures of, you know, look at me, this is what I'm eating. And it, it really was to inform people of the, the process and, and the way that um, I went about it and to just kind of inform. And then as, it, as I kind of went through that whole thing and did the whole competing and, and kind of showed everybody, okay, this is obviously, uh, there is a way to do this without uh, being so extreme, like you see with a lot of these athletes. Uh, after that, I, I was kind of over that, it, you know, um, as much as I come off as super narcissistic, um, I'm really not that guy. <laughs> super. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's a power. And I, but I thought, Hey, this will be cool because I, I try and still, I try and feel like it's accountability for me to post my physique up there. Cause it's help. It helps me stay motivated. And I, it, a lot of it, that's what it's for. It's not like a look at me. It's more like, Hey, I'm a fitness person. I preach a lot about health and fitness and staying in shape. And I also talk about being aesthetically. So I want to show share with people where I'm currently at, where my mind is currently at. And so that was the whole purpose of that post was, you know, this is where I'm at. But currently part of this journey for me is right now I'm not tracking anything. And, you know, we always talk about the goal is to be intuitively eating, intuitively training. And that's kind of where my my mentality is right now. And I'm really trying to work on the other facets of my life that I see that could I can improve and you know, sleep is definitely one of them. Meditating is another one. And then uh, mental growth as far as like my reading, you know, Sal touched on his reading. Uh, that's been uh, that hit home for me a while ago. And I've already been implementing that for about a month or so. And, you know, my I, I give myself uh, realistic, uh, up, obtainable goals. Like, I mean, I would love to be cranking out more than a book a month, but that's a very realistic goal for myself that I didn't hit last year because I was so uh, engulfed in everything that we're doing at, at Mind Pump. So I find that this is a very obtainable goal. One book a month, 
um, I, I will read. And I, I don't read uh, novels. I can't read novels. They just don't. They bore me to death. I don't care how entertaining they are for somebody else. I like to I like to read books where after you just I like to be on the cover of them. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Shit. I have that one. Uh, ironically, I've never read that. Um, <laughs> so I, I like I like to read things where a nice bubble bath. I can I can close the book at the end and I can feel like uh, I, I grew from it. I got something from it. There's something that uh, I can utilize in my you know daily life, whether it be fitness related or business related. So. I will, I'll be knocking out a book a month. I'm trying to meditate um, daily. And I'm also trying to shut down my electronics uh, two hours before I go to sleep. And I even went as far as ordering the blue blocker glasses uh, that I will have. <laughs> did you so, really? I did. So, God and, damn it. Selfies. What the and, fuck is happening? On, well, man. and here's, here's of all people. And here's, here's the way I look at it because and, and Katrina was making fun of me blockers. about this, right? Cause I, of course I had her order. I was like, Hey, could you get on Amazon prime and I love us. it when he makes fun of people yeah, and, and he, then slowly he starts to adopt. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's certain, that just shows he's open-minded. Well, I am very open-minded. He's a dickhead. That's open-minded. And yeah. let me explain how, how, <laughs> how I came about yeah. deciding that this was important for me. Uh, I don't believe in like I, all the things that that uh, like Greenfield does. Like he's a biohacker, so he does all these crazy things. But I also think that he does a very good job of, you know, grabbing the big rocks first, and then he starts working on all these little pebbles. Meaning, like the big things that are going to make a difference is, you know, eating right and sleeping correctly and training correctly and doing. And then you can start getting into infrared and your nostril and blue blocker glasses mm-hmm. and weird shit like that. Yeah. Well, we know that there is a direct. Uh, correlation to you know staring at electronics and and the blue light all the way till you sleep and then trying to get a good night's rest like and I'm definitely a culprit of that I one I've always been a, a bad sleeper I've always been a toss and turn guy I've always had uh, I've never been a morning person so this is that to me that's you know connect talk about connecting the dots that's a connecting the dot for me is that. I've always been somebody who's had a hard time with that. And I'm also somebody who the very last thing I'm looking at before I close my eyes is probably my fucking cell phone or laptop. And I know these are not uh, contributing to a good night's rest for me. So if there was something that I was going to try and implement into my lifestyle that I could see a, uh, a possibility of it having a major impact on how I sleep, you know, shutting the electronics off, actually starting to, you know, if I if I don't, I would have my... Uh, blue blockers on so I'm not getting those uh, blue lights the entire time Uh, all these things to help aid in my sleep so I'm getting better rest and then uh, you know waking up better and all those things and that's also I I feel like it goes hand in hand with the reading because that's an even better excuse for me hey if all day today I didn't get a chance to read what better time than the last hour and a half to two hours before I go to bed is I'll open a book and I'll read instead of do you read books or kindle I read books. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like the paper. Yeah. I like, I, when, I'm such a weirdo like this. So typically what I do, I just did, I'm reading right now. The, I, in fact, Iron Barbell uh, Training asked me this. Um, I'm reading Shoe Dog right now, which is Phil Knight's story. He's the CEO, creator of Nike. Um, good story. The The book is a little bit on the slower side for probably most people, but God damn, man, I tell you what, it motivating for me when you listen to everything that guy went through. I mean, the company was blue ribbon before it ever became Nike and mm. listening to what he went through to 
create his his fortune it like makes me it just humbles me like what like who he went through the really shit got yeah. there yet. who am i to bitch no. over a, a hard year you know who yeah. am i to bitch over he a, had a hard 20 years yeah, yeah 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 no he grinded out for a very long time um so great book great things to take away if you're into business and you like things like that um, but yeah, that's it, what I'll do is I, not only did I buy the book, but I also bought the audio version. So I'll try and I'll try and read it when I have when I'm in, in a place where it's dark or I'm flying on a plane or I'm, I'll, I'll put it in my ears or when I'm driving, like I'll listen to yeah, it. I started so, getting more into the audible books. I do both. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like I like having a library that I can reference because I also am somebody who because a lot of the books I'm reading has to do with business or personal growth or you know, financial shit, housing. I like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll carry a highlighter with me and I like to highlight things in the book that helps me remember it. It helps me have something I can reference back later on. So I like to have both for yeah. that reason. I think, I think for me, like, um, I, I'm trying to sort of distill all my focus down to like two things and, and, and to be as, as efficient as I possibly can and just try and really like maximize all my energy in less directions. And I, and I think that that's been a big thing that I've put myself through just to see if I could handle it and, and just take on projects and keep focusing on, on these great things that I haven't like living inside my mind. I'm like, I know I can do it and I know I could do this and I can do this and I can bounce it all. And everything's just, it's just going to work, you know, and I'm realizing how, much that's deterred my performance, you know, at home as far as like, you know, getting stuff done and, and being uh, efficient as I can as far as like projects and looming things that like it's really unreasonable what I've put my wife through, uh, you know, and I feel <laughs> really bad about it. You know, it's like it's like living with somebody that's just like, you know, you, if they have this huge vision and like I just want to make sure that like I accomplish things and I, and it's, it's proven at this point, I've done it for a long time and had this massive vision for things, but I need to give back on her end quite a bit as far as like, you know, being more present. But, but when I'm there just like doing things that, that supports the family more, uh, meanwhile, cutting down, like, so all these, the first part was cutting all the clientele down. And that was a big step for me because if you think about it, like each one of those clients is a, an entirely different focus. And so for me, like each day, I want to make sure that my entire focus is individualized for this one specific person. And now that I've kind of cut that down, you know, significantly to like barely like none left, you know, now it's like I can just focus mind pump. I could just focus on birthing the stick out and I could, you know, just wow. focus on my family. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's inside me still. <laughs> yeah. I need to shit it out. Pull out the stick. Yeah. If you like mind pump, we like you leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we pick your review, you'll get a free mind pump t-shirt. Also do not forget to check us out on Instagram at mind pump radio. You can find my page at mind pump Sal. Adam has a page. It's mind pump. Adam. Justin's got one mind pump. Justin. And don't forget Good old Doug Eggie. Douglas. He's got a page too, at, and it's at Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. 
Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.